1: And whoop it out! Wow! Bring it on! Kane goes
0: for goal. Oh, what a goal from Harry Kane! Here's Lucas Moura. Oh, they've done it! I cannot believe it!
1: Oh, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Bergwijn, Romero scores for Tottenham Hotspur. Song goes on and scores. Wow, quite remarkably. Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. Yes, I am talking about the last word on Spurs and it isn't Ricky Sachs. He is having some fantastic downtime uh, with his family, although he just nipped in to make sure that we was all right. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but uh, Ricky is having some f- well-earned downtime uh, with his family, um, aka uh, Benton Kurt. And I must say a massive, massive shout out first of all, before we even get started in the show and look at our wonderful guest to digital at digital Spurs. You need to be following them, at Tim Winstone and of course, at Spurs Song Sheets. Because as you can see, he's the reason we are playing on Wednesdays next season, the Benton Kerr teacher. Thank you so much for that. I think I've got one of these because uh, I, I made my um, my daughter sing the song. Uh, on the, it, it went pretty mad on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram and all that sort of stuff earlier, earlier last week. So thank you so much, uh, everybody. And uh, we're still singing. We're still very, very happy. As you can find us on all of the relevant social media channels, As you know, you know where we are by now. I don't know where you've been if you don't. Um, At the moment, um, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on everything you can find us on, um, uh, as as all per normal. We've got some uh, fantastic guests. Before I introduce them to you, um, I know you already know them. They're they're regulars. They're the boys. They're the people that make up last run on Spurs. I just want to say a massive, massive thank you to all of you for your continued support, huge interaction in the show. Um, It's such a feel-good factor at the moment around Spurs. Um, and we generally love it. So, thanks for all the comments, all the questions. Hopefully, we we'll get through a few of them uh, for all of you tonight. And uh, we can crack on with a show, which I cannot wait. It's a transfer special for two hours just for Jason. <laughs> uh, it's not boys. really important, is it? <laughs> uh, Jason's giving a thumbs up, don't forget, hit the likes, there's already uh, over 250 people watching live, so start hitting them likes, get some people down there, we've got three outstanding guests, returning guests to the show, we've already known one of them of course, one of our own, Jason McGovern, Jason, how are you getting on?
2: Very good mate, thoroughly enjoyed the, the weekend of sport, plenty of good volleyball on, plenty of good cricket, brilliant, Joe Root, 10,000 runs, who said England are a finished test side, brilliant. He is. Brilliant,
1: isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. I'm sure if there's any highlights of the cricket on Jase, we'll be nipping off when we get to the transfer a bit. But uh, good to have you back on board, Jase, of course. Uh, coming over to uh, to Chris Cowlin, another one of our own. Obviously, uh, Tottenham fan Chris Cowling's Show is absolutely banging uh, through the transfer rumours. Chris, how are you getting on, fella? You, you're looking quite oh, Very tasty, well,
3: Lee.
4: Very well. Lovely to be on with you, Jason and Frank, as usual, uh, talking all things Spurs. Um, yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Fantastic. Great to have you back on. And of course, Frankie Major, mate. Absolutely brilliant. How's your Jubilee weekend? Have you been celebrating the Queen's 70th um, Jubilee? And uh, what have you been up to, mate?
5: Well, uh, I had a little uh, break, as you know, when I, I last done this show. It was only in Devon with my missus and her family for five nights. Uh, so I had a good drink for the Jubilee then. And missing the football, I mean, I'm obviously trying to watch these internationals. He's not the same. But like Jason, I watch every other sport. So I've been watching the French Open. I've been watching the cricket. Which has been entertaining, but just a bit disappointing with England the other night. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Germany game tomorrow. And uh, obviously, I'll be watching
1: that, mate. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And as well, to, to have you back on, Frank. And interestingly, you mentioned about the, you know, the internationals war on an international break. That's still a bit flat sometimes, doesn't it? Especially with these uh, kind of Nations League uh, um, you know, fixtures. Um, but we will get onto an international roundup a little bit later on because a lot of our players, obviously, most of us our squad are internationals, apart from Eric Dyer. Work that one out, listeners and viewers, hey, eh? eh? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but we will get on to it. But let's get into it first and foremost. Since we've all been last back on, um, we've had a little bit of a break, as uh, as all of us have said, and um, and we signed a player. I mean, I literally cannot believe it, that we're saying it. The transfer one is not even open, and we've actually signed a player. Jace, come over to you. Ivan Perisic, I've probably battered his name, 10 goals, 9 assists last season in Serie a, 49 games played in total. He's a Serie a winner. He's a Champions League winner. He's a Bundesliga winner twice with Dortmund and with Bayern Munich. Throwing a couple of domestic trophies in there as well, Jace I mean, this guy's a winner, isn't he? He's the real deal.
2: Fantastic signing. Um, doesn't matter for age. It's, uh, you know, we, we constantly talk about backing the manager. And there's no doubt this one's backed. Um, I think he's he signed for Conte. He hasn't signed for Tottenham. Um, and Conte's, you know, managed to say, forget about age, forget about sell-ons, forget about improving players. This is one that I want now, tried and tested and that I have total trust in. And um, fair play to us. I mean, it's you know reported to be, what, just over 100 grand a week. So it's not even as if it's, you know, it's, it's not even crazy money. It's not like we've paid, like Dybala wanted 270 grand or something like that. So, uh, you know, I think it's two years plus an option of a third um, just a fantastic signing. He's, you know, the undoubted quality. I see, see a clip of him taking a penalty the other day, one with his left foot, one with his right foot. So yeah, uh, that shows you how good he is. And I think the fact that he'll play most of the games the same side as Son, and they're both two-footed. <coughs> you know, for the opposition, That's for the opposition fallback, he doesn't know which one's going left of him, which one's going right. That, that could be a fantastic dynamic down that side. So, Hopefully he settles and, and gets into that, that Premier League pace quickly. And then after that, fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic signing.
1: Absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, Chris, coming over to you, I mean, what what do you think uh, of Ivan? I know, obviously, I've, I've watched your shows, obviously, this week as well. If you don't know where, Chris, you can find Chris Callen, again, all over the, the socials as normal. Um, what do you think of this, um, of this uh, uh, Ivan Perisic fella? Do, do you know much about him?
4: Do you know, what? I completely agree with Jace. Uh, This is all about backing Antonio Conte. Conte wanted Ivan Perisic to come in at Spurs. He's got his man. It's very important to give Antonio Conte what he wants right now. Um, and as you've said, Lee, uh, he's won the Champions League. He's played in a World Cup final. Uh, he has been there, done it, uh, got the he T-shirt. Scored, he, he,
1: was, sorry, he scored in a World Cup final, didn't he? T-shirt? Exactly.
4: Yeah. Ag- against, that, against our goalkeeper and captain, Hugo Lloris, yes. Um, but... You know, this is a player that has been there, done it and got the T-shirt and won trophies everywhere he's gone. Very similar to Antonio Conte. And I believe that him coming in, you know, we we have just signed a real leader on the pitch, a real leader off the pitch as well. And this will only be good for the mentality as well. Uh, in the football club. And uh, it's about now, you know, who's going to follow him in. Um, But when we have done business like this, a real statement signing, a free transfer, yes, he's 33, but I think he's still got so much to give. Um, But, you know, doing business three months early, we're used to, as Spurs fans, waiting until the final week of August. And this deal was over the line on the 31st of May, three months early. So, Absolute quality signing, extremely happy. And, uh, you know, the other thing is that he can play in a number of different positions as well. So, you know, if we did have injuries in, in certain departments, he can even play up front. Uh, you know, so it, it's a fantastic signing for me. Yeah,
1: that's actually a really interesting point. And kind too, Frank, the, what Chris makes a really good point there about playing in different positions, do you see him playing as that left wing back that, that we think he's going to play? Or do you think that... Conte's going to mix it up a little bit. I mean, I, you know, like, like Jace, I read a stat the other day that he ran more um, more distance than the majority of Serie A last year. So, regardless of like thirty-three years old or not, I think it's just amazing signing. Do you, do you think he's going to be planting in that left wing back position? Well, he started
5: as a striker for, for the large part of his career, but I, I believe he will be our left wing back. Um, and sort of echoing what the lads said, fantastic signing, 33 years old in peak condition, lives the right life, um, ran more miles than I think most... I forget the, the statistic, but it was up there in, in the stats for Serie A. He also sprinted at top speed, a higher per uh, kilometre per miles an hour than any of our players sprinted last season. That's so, great. automatically, he becomes the quickest sprinter in the side at 33. A fantastic example for the, to the rest of the squad. Um, as Chris said, World Cup finalist, World Cup scoring finalist, uh, twice Bundesliga winner with two different clubs, um, he's got the C V, Syria, he's done the business and um recently and, and it was only mid-May, I think it was four weeks ago, he the goal he scored, he scored two goals in the, the Coppa Italia final. It was Inter's first Copper Italia win in eleven years, and the second goal was an absolute worldie, screamer from outside the box, where he took the ball down with his right foot, hit it on the half volley with his left foot, and, and that's what he's what quality he brings. Um he's still in his peak. Um, he's had a fantastic two seasons um at Inter Milan and now he, he comes up to Tottenham as you said, he's an Antonio Conte signing. Um <laughs> Antonio Conte signing, um both footed, can go either way, and um so excited to see him in action. I think he's exactly the type of signing we need. Um
4: he's got fantastic qualities and I can't wait to, to see him get started.
5: Can, but, can I just say,
4: Lee, I, yeah. I think this signing so early as well. Yeah. Says to the fans and says to everybody that we are back in the manager straight away. Now we signed this player nine days after the Premier League season finished at Norwich, and you know when all of us wanted, um, you know, yet another lift, we have all got it, and we are all now going into this transfer window very, very excited.
2: I got the yeah, impression, yeah. though, Chris, from from what he said when he um, when he said, I knew that after the Arsenal game that they'd qualify. That to yeah. me says they'd spoken before the Arsenal game and yeah. he knew what the arrangement was. As long as we're yeah. getting that top four, you're, you know, we want him to come. And he'd probably verbally given that agreement. So it just shows you deal was probably done, you know, early May, late April type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, well, Mark makes a really good point here. It's, like it's a myth that players over 30 are done. Sports, science, diet, training, kit, boots, pitches, everything like that. Look at Modric. I, I think Frank, you made just. I think you made you might have made this point last time around as well. Benzema, Modric, Lewandowski, like, look at Ronaldo. I mean, these are still, you know, playing at a really, really high level. I mean, Ronaldo was a third top goal scorer in the Premier League. He's what it 30, what, 37, 38? Mark writes 30 38, to be fair. But you know, there's some some serious um, you know, players still. You know, people saying, that oh, Kane's aging and Songs aging," and now you're buying Perisic, and he's already 33. These players have still got, you know, in my opinion, four or five years uh, a, a playing at playing the, at the highest level. Now they think,
5: but if you live the right life nowadays, as Mark said, with with the sports science involved, and, and um, it is a science, um, and you live the right life, then footballers can go into comfortably into their mid 30s now. And uh, again, if you look at his sprint stats in Syria and the pace that he's still running at. And that his output over the last two seasons, he's very much still in his prime. Um, and, you know, the, the counter argument to that is which it was a tweet I put out Lee, which which actually gathered quite a bit of momentum to say that I've just seen the likes of Cruz and Modric and Benzema all play in the Champions League final, yet people are telling me Perisic is too old. Um, I understand that those players are at a, a, a very high level, don't get me wrong. But so is Perisic. And again, if you look at his numbers and his performances for the last two seasons, Seasons in the best Inter Milan side that we've seen in a very long time. Um, He's got genuine top, top, top qualities. And uh, he's, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say he's one of the very best players in the world, but he's, he's got world-class qualities. Definitely. I I mean, he's another one like Son, who is an ambidextrous football player because um, there's not many of those around and the guy takes penalties with his left and right foot. Um, How many footballers do you see do that? I can't, can't name one. So, Mm He's got, again, there's a lot more qualities than just what he gives us on the pitch that he's bringing to that dressing room. Leadership, um, the winning mentality. And if, if anything, that's what we've lacked over the last 10 years or so. Um, getting over the line in those big moments. And, and he gives his, or he's given his previous clubs those big moments in those games, as he did three weeks ago or four weeks ago in the Coppa Italia final.
1: So don't yeah. underestimate the, the qualities he'll take to the dressing room as well as on the pitch. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And just before we move on to potentially, a, I think another sign that's about to be, what, the next couple of days or so coming through the door in terms of big uh, Fraser Forster. Um, if, if if we were to sign two or three more players in this kind of Perisic mould, do you think that's the right way for us to go at the moment? It feels like, like you said, I agree with everything you say about kind of you know backing the manager and getting the right players through the door now. But, you know, it is very different from buying youth and then you know developing them. For for example, what Spurs have been doing for or trying to do for, for a long, long period of time. Chris, what, what do you think on that?
4: I think it's very important. And I'm not at all surprised. I actually expected it that Antonio Conte would go out and target players um, who are ready, who are ready for the Premier League and ready to win and get us over that line. Now, you know, dare I say about trophies, you know, we haven't won trophies in so long. It is about time that we've won something and it's about time that we actually focused on winning something and doing something uh, glorious at this football club. How many times have we all said on this show, you know, the, the some of the world-class players that we've got in Hun Min Son and Harry Kane, not won a trophy yet. Uh, the training facilities, the stadium, now the manager, you know, now it's time to put trophies in the cabinet. And by bringing in experience, you know, players that have been there, done it and got the t-shirt. And most importantly as well, Ivan Perisic knows exactly what Antonio Conte demands and he knows exactly what he requires, uh, you know, on the pitch, off the pitch. So this is you know, a fantastic signing for me. And, you know, to answer your question, Lee, you know, two, three, four more signings like this, I think that we could really challenge for something next year. What, like Holly just says there, what, you mean the trophies are coming, Chris? They've got to be. <laughs> They've got to be. We, we, all, we all joke about it. You know, when you go from uh, Mauricio Pochettino to Jose Mourinho, you know, the, the trophy winner, and now Antonio Conte, it has to happen. It has to happen. And, uh, you know, that's what I said earlier, reference to to my point earlier, nine nine days after the season ended and we've bought a player already. You know, yes, he's on a free transfer, but I believe that this is going to be a very exciting transfer window. Um, And I am very excited about next year because Antonio Conte is the first time ever in his managerial career where he's taken over a club mid-season. Pre-season is extremely important to him. And by bringing in these players early, you know, it, it gives him time to work with them and, you know, especially with the experience and players that he's worked with before, as I say, they, they know exactly what is expected of them. And that's why I'm so excited about next season. I really am. And just touching on that, Chris, do you know how hard it
5: is to get players fit mid-season or throughout the yep. season without a proper yep. pre-season to the standard of that particular manager and what he requires? Yep. It's no impossible. And we noticed it in the short time, really, relatively on the, on the scale of a season. He came in in November. To so have got yeah. the players to the standard and level he got them to by the end of the season. It wasn't perfect, but he'd taken them all up notable notches. For him to now have a proper preseason season um, will set the pace for us. And I think we'll hit the ground running. The players will be at peak condition uh, come the beginning of the season. And as long as we obviously get his required targets in before preseason, which he stated that he wants, um, we should be able to hit the ground running under Antonio Conte.
4: Frank, this is exactly the reason why I call him the magician, because, you know, the the work that he's done uh, and has done since November to now, you know, getting us into the Champions League, you know, we're all sitting here smiling. We're all sitting here feeling very optimistic about the summer and about next season. And, you know, if there's someone who's going to take us places and lift a trophy for us, it is definitely Antonio Conte. I
1: I, I agree. James, just come back over to you, what do you think about I know it's a transfer link, but Kostic is heavily linked with us as a left wing back as well. And obviously Perisic coming in. Uh, do, do you think, Jace, that that actually that's probably dead now? Or do you think that they're, you know, because, Frank, you just made a good point. I think you said Ampadetrius, right? Plays on the left, can play on the right, both generally both foot. You don't know if he's going to come inside, go outside. So could he play as a right wing back and then maybe bring a Kostic in? Or, or am I reading too much into that, do you think?
2: I, I must admit, I hadn't I hadn't thought of it in that way. Um, he'd been playing more on the left, but but you're, you know, I, I think he'll have a big influence. Hopefully, on Sessignon, I think you might see him play in front of Sessignon sometimes to give Son that bit of a rest. I think if he's going to play slightly differently, it's more to be in place of Son and in front of Sessignon or, yeah. or something like that than than on the right hand side. Um, I don't think we'll be surprised now if we went for Kostic as well. Um but you just don't know it with there's so many names that are thrown at us all the time. Um but the, the, the key thing is and as we've said it all along you get the ones in that Conti wants whether whether we think they're the right players or not you just bring the right ones in and and that's that's important for me. I just hope the oil boy is uh, is not one of them. Well, yeah. I think, I think it's Jed Oilboy. Spence. It's...
5: Jed Spence is the name that seems to have been mentioned what, by all of the credible journalists. and I know, Jason, one, it winds you up and it's, it's not done until it's done and all the rest of no. it, but I feel that the, the two wing-back signings that we'll make will be Perisic and Jed Spence. That's the way it's looking anyway. So I don't think Kostic yeah. will be a player that we, we bring in this summer.
2: My one, you, my one concern, you know, that I've said with Jed Spence, and it, it's not that I don't like the player. I mean, I've, when I've seen him for Forrest, he's been he's been on most occasions very good. I just think if we're looking at, let's be honest, we're in the top four. We, we talk about Crystal Chris Talk trophies are coming. We all expect Tottenham to do better next year than they did last year. Whether that season go on to win a title is is different. But I mean, if we're trying to push towards, you know, mid eighty points type of thing, at least that type of level, I'm not sure. Jed Spence on a year in the Championship is ready to take a Premier League side to the yeah, mid eighties. And with rotation in amongst Champions League games, of thinking because it is an incredibly condensed season with with the break of two months and things. So you will have that week where you'll play. I don't know. You'll play Inter in the Champions League, and you've immediately got a a really tough game on the on the Saturday to follow it. And that wing back role is incredibly demanding. Now I'm not sure Jed Spence is ready to step into to that yet. He may well be. I, I don't don't uh, take that as a negative comment for him but it's just a very big jump from where he's been so far and he's i've seen him play well I've also seen him disappear from games but it's a massive jump that we'll be looking at so i i, I don't doubt that they will try and bring jed spence in but i think there's a there's a long way to go before jed spence for me is 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 on that team sheet in our strongest side that's for sure
5: do you, think, do you think uh, it'll be Matt Doherty? Do you think that's who he's got in mind as he's starting right wing-back for the g- beginning of the season, considering the
1: performances he, he started to put in under contact? I think, I think that's, before we get into that, let, let's let's just wind it back a little uh, a little bit because I think we will get into a lot of detail around kind of what it might look like. And we've got a part of the show a little bit later on that we'll actually talk about that in a little bit more detail. I did want to put up a DJB P... Um, uh, comment here. Would you guys add Bow back into this team? I know this panel on that question, uh, DJ BP, is split because, I mean, I would have him back all day long, Uh but I think some of the lads... So quickly, round round the table. Uh, Frank, we'll start with you because I, I know we spoke about this in the green room, didn't we? What's your, your viewpoint on There's no
5: doubting that on the football, that left foot is still a wand that he's still got qualities, but I just his his attitude at the moment is it's all his crescendo in football for me is is wales and and this world cup and he's even alluded to it recently saying I'll continue a little bit longer for this world cup so as jason has been saying to me for the last several months and I totally agree with him um where does his motivation lie because prior in the, in the build up to the world cup will he want to overexert himself and get injured mm. and and potentially miss the the world cup for wales no and beyond that World Cup, where does his motivation lie? The guy's worth, what, £150 million or something ridiculous. Um, he hasn't played regular football since he was on loan at Spurs. Um, I, I can understand that with the five-sub rule coming into play, that he'd be a fantastic impact player in, in games, uh, particularly where teams sit in quite deep and, and frustrate us. I totally get that. But I just think, surely, we can. there's a younger, more hungry player that can add that dynamic to this squad more so than Bale. Um, and I think that after this World Cup, I think he'll give up. I think he'll, he'll finish the season wherever he is and he'll retire. So it's, mm-hmm. it's grudgingly, my, my heart is saying, yes, I want him back again. And I didn't get to see him live when he was at Spurs when he came back. But my head is saying, I think we, we, we'll miss this one out. And it split, it split the fan base. It's 50-50 from what I see on Twitter, the opinion. But sure, for, for me personally, it's a no.
1: Every every time you every time you tweet something about Bale or put something on social media about Bale, it is always split the fan base or there's always a massive follow. I mean, his his numbers are an absolute—they're insane. They're absolutely insane. Even the other night, it, 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 he was the one that got him out of gut, got got him out of trouble. And I was in a lot of trouble. Jace quickly to you, Gareth Bale coming back to Spurs. What do you think? No,
2: not not for me. I think as, as Frankie says, when you look at the season, I think there's 15 Premier League games until the World Cup. So, uh, and I think he'll be gone after the World Cup. So you're bringing him in for a maximum of 15. Any, any slight tweak in him, if he wakes up with a, with a slightly sore calf, he's not playing that Premier League, he will not risk missing that World Cup, particularly with, in a group with England as well. His whole motivation for that is, is Wales. We've signed Perisic at 33, but he's coming to play in the league, in the Premier League, to play for Tottenham. Gareth Bale is just purely trying to be fit for Wales. And um, he has that... I mean, of course, he has enormous qualities. And maybe if we've got a, a 25th place in the squad on, on uh, the eve of the season and he's still available, then you think, OK, well, we'll do it short term. But no, I mean, I, I don't really see it happening. And um, I think you'd be lucky to get five or six games out of him, in which case, let's concentrate our efforts on somebody who's going to come in and be available for 38 games... And he's really hungry to play for Tottenham for the next two or three years.
1: Um, you're breaking my heart here, boys. Chris, you got any balance <laughs> on that or what?
4: Yeah, sorry, Lee. I actually agree with uh, Frank and Jason, I'm afraid. Um, I think Antonio Conte as well will demand a whole lot more than what Gareth can give in games. And, you know, what Jason's just said there about game time. Uh, we saw under Jose Mourinho, he, he didn't play all of the games although Frank said that he played regularly, um, you know, he only played like half the games um, during the season. Um, yeah, I'm afraid it's a no for me.
2: I can see well, the appeal yeah. of coming off the bench with 15 minutes to go or something like that when you're trying, as people say, you got the, the, the low block teams and can he smash in a free kick or something like that. I, I accept that and I understand that and that's why I say if we've got 24 players in the squad and there's a last space, then maybe then, but he certainly wouldn't be on my top five or six players list. Well, he's, not, he's not going to
5: overexert himself. If it's two no. th- or three weeks and no. it's a big game before the World Cup and he has to make that sprint to get back or yeah. he has to put that extra effort in above the 100% that he should be given anyway, he's not going to do it. And he's going no. to protect himself. And I, I think we have to be yeah. careful with that. And uh, his fitness level and injury record compared to Perisic, although Perisic is a year older... A chalk and cheese that completely to for,
1: You took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, you know, when you are talking about someone to get you out of jail with a free kick, maybe Perisic can do that now. Left foot or right foot, so uh, maybe we've already made that that sign in itself. But uh, good, a good debate on Gareth Bale. I just want before we go for um, uh, go over to an international world. I just want to talk about Fraser Forster. Come over to you, Chris. You obviously had um, uh, Fab um, uh, Romano on your, on your channel, I think it was earlier today, to be fair. Um yeah. and, and obviously, a good friend of the show, Ali Gold, uh, mentioned in his video yesterday that it's days away. Um, can we safely put this one to bed and say that uh, the six foot seven giant that is coming over the hill, it's that monster Fraser Forstuck. Is he coming to the football club?
4: Yeah, apparently this is a done deal. Um, it's just a matter now of uh, the official announcement. But, of course, Gallini's gone back after his respective loan, having made 10 appearances in a Spurs shirt in all competitions. But Fraser Forster, I think, is a is a decent signing for Spurs. You know, knows the Premier League. Um, I love when we sign players with Premier League experience um, because I think that they know the players, they know the opposition, uh, they know everything about the Premier League. And I think Fraser Forster is a good, solid goalkeeper. Um, a good signing for us, yeah.
1: For our listeners on audio, I'm going to go for our first break of the show, um, and uh, when we return, we're going to be talking a little bit about the international roundup.
3: I'm really excited to start with the sports family. When I got the contact with the with the coach and the sport director, I told them that uh, I really wanted wanted to come here in the Premier League. Since 2009, when I started to play professional football in uh, in Belgium, this is the moment, and I can't wait.
2: It means you are together again with Antonio.
3: It's a privilege to, to work with a coach like this. We did well in uh, in Inter. We won uh, we won the league after ten or eleven years. It was really a perfect year. Yeah, I'm really happy to, to see him again. He's living football. You know, every every minute, uh, every every hour, every every day. He, when he's sleeping, he's thinking also about uh, about football. I like his character, and uh, I know I know we're gonna do a great great job here.
2: Back in the Champions League next season as well. I mean, how exciting is that? Both for the club, but also for you as a new player.
3: Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting last two two three games. I was watching, and uh, after the victory against uh, Arsenal, it was obvious that uh, Tottenham will go in the Champions League. It was also good for me because. Uh, I want to play the best game. I want to do great job in Champions League, like also in Premier League and in, uh, in the both cups. I'm gonna bring a lot of uh, first, a lot of hard work, and uh, because I like to work a lot, I like uh, to work for the team, and uh, because only like this you can uh, you can win something important. I can play several positions in the system, what uh, what actually Tottenham is playing now, and. Uh, no, I will bring, bring, them, bring it also a lot of experience because I, I used to play for a, a lot of great clubs. And uh, like I said, I can't wait to start to play and uh, to train and uh, to give be my best. From Tottenham, you know, I follow because a lot of Croatian people, players, they played here. Then later, I play with them uh, in the national team charlie is also is also my my coach now in the national team uh, Luca won the fifth uh, champions League now with Real Madrid uh, Nico is i think also the coach of the international team and Stipe is uh, Stipe is doing some job around national team he's also important and uh, yeah, I have a lot of contacts with them and uh, now i'm going to ask him a few more questions about the club about the city and uh, I, I'm sure that they're gonna help me. 2000, uh, I think 18, we played in a group with Inter, and uh, it was a tough, tough team. A lot of good players, good coach. Tottenham at, at the end, they played the final, but uh, it was a great experience. And uh, one year later, I played against Tottenham with Bayern. On the amazing stadium, new stadium, and uh, it was something special. It was always my dream to play in all the best five leagues in, in the world, and Premier League was the the missing the missing puzzle, you know. And now, now I'm here, and uh, I want to do my best like I did before in all other leagues. And uh, my hope is it's gonna it's gonna be perfect. I can't wait to start. Come on, Spurs! For our viewers on YouTube, we've got over
1: 800 of you watching live um in in a in a season break essentially so thank you so much international break so thank you so much for for, for tuning in and getting involved with, with all of us um guys uh viewers and listeners I want to talk to uh to you all about international roundup because it is the break and sometimes it goes a little bit flat especially the way that we finished the season I think the last four or five weeks of the season for Tottenham Hotspur were absolutely electric to 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 be fair um not, not she's electric, but he's the reason. Do you get what I'm saying here? Um, and you can, fi- you can find these at Digital Spurs, by the way, at Digital Spurs. Go follow them. Um, Frank, coming over to you, international uh, side of things, um, you mentioned in the green room you're a little bit disappointed with how England set up. What did you think of Harry Kane's performance um, the other night for, in an English shirt?
5: I felt that he started well. Um, he switched a beautiful ball out to James Justin, Um when he gets what what the footballers call a spray can out. He's a sprayed one out there. He sprayed a lovely ball out to Trent. Um, He was looking to link up with Jared Bowen, slipping some balls in and and getting around him. So he started really well, but just like the whole team, in the second half, he was flat. Um, He didn't get any service. I I think he didn't have a a proper creator uh, behind him or around him. I thought the wing backs were poor. I don't think he had one decent cross, um, which we all know if you feed him crosses on the deck or or in the air, he'll, he'll get goals. Um, and it was just, it just faded, it just dissipated with with the with the performance really, and uh, a little bit disappointing. Um, I think we'll probably see a different England tomorrow against Germany, probably a bit more motivated. But I, I just thought the setup from Southgate was so negative to to play a side like Hungary, a 40th in the world. Um, they didn't really offer too much of a threat. I know on a counter attack a couple of times they got through, but to play five at the back, and I think even Declan Rice and and Bellingham not really no creativity there um I I still think picking five right backs five by the way no natural left left left-footed left back and and no in my opinion natural number tens who sit in the pocket I mean Mason Mount for me isn't an out and out 10 James Madison is and I feel to, to leave him at home when that game was crying out for a James Madison type um was a little bit poor but I think Southgate has got to have a look at all of his options. That's why, obviously, he started Southgate. Um, I do think he was still too negative, but I, I hope that we see a different England and, and a more positive approach tomorrow because it wasn't just that game, but the two previous performances under Southgate, we didn't create anything. I don't think we had a shot on goal. I, I don't think we won. I think we've lost four of our last five Nations League games or something like that. So we're on a little bit of a downward spiral, in my opinion, um, with England. And um, I, you can't really knock the job Southgate's done Um, because of obviously the performances in the last two major tournaments but within the context of that I I don't think he's in my opinion the right man for England I thought against Italy we took the lead in the the final and just sat off which was the right. it was Jose Mourinho-esque at Spurs wasn't it Um, taking off some of your best players trying to sit in and defend a 1-0 lead Um, and I, I, I don't think we'll win the World Cup under Gareth Southgate personally but um, yeah, it wasn't enjoyable, Lee, to be honest with you. I didn't enjoy it at all. I was bored, I was tired and I was a little bit
1: disappointed that Harry Kane didn't get a goal because I would have liked to have yeah. seen him get and to that 50-goal 50 50 mark. Exactly. Kane's, Kane is chasing that for 53 goals. I think he's only four for Wayne Mooney. Uh, Jay, it's coming over to you, um, looking at the Wales game. Obviously, we touched on ball al- al- already, but Joe Roden uh, obviously was playing and, of course, Ben Davis, one for Rick. I know I know he'd be tuning at some point. Six out of ten, you're having a laugh, wouldn't it? Seven out of ten, eight out of ten, ten out of ten, wouldn't it, Jace? Talk to me about Ben Davis and uh, and Joe Rodan's performance.
2: I thought Ben Davis was was exceptional. The um the tackle he made, uh I forget who it the, the uh Ukrainian, but the, the sliding tackle at the edge of the six yard box was, was immense. The fact that he read it, saw it coming, and I think that just shows you how how he's how his season's been for us. Um, you know, still one of the highlights is that block on, on Salah at Anfields. And I think Ben Davis has been like that. I think we had that. If you remember on the last show, we did the who's the most improved player. And I said, it's such yeah. a, it's so close between him and Eric Dyer. Um, but he was, he was exceptional and you could really see him. He really led for Wales. I thought the other night he was the one doing the talking at the back. You could see him organise. There was a, there was something happened down in the corner that was a silly foul or something like that. And he was, straight out of the players. Uh and I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me when uh, I think Ramsay will also go after the World Cup. I'm pretty certain he'll be the the next Wales captain once uh once Bauer and Ramsey have gone. Uh it was it was a fantastic performance and um he thoroughly deserves to, to to go to that World Cup. He's he's been immense for Wales. He's been excellent for us all season. Um just you couldn't praise him enough the other night. It really was. And, but, I mean, Wayne Hennessy as well, it, it, you know, to come off the bench for Burnley and perform as Wayne Hennessy did, the, the save he made from the guy's header was a ridiculous yeah. save for, for somebody like that. So, you know, I think Bowen, and Ramsey obviously always take so much of the attention for Wales. But there were, you know, some of the, the really old established players like Joe Allens and people like that, to see them performing as they did was, was, was fantastic for Wales. No, I, 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 I totally
1: agree. I mean, Ben Davies getting loads of love in the comments as well. Um, and rightly so. He was absolutely outstanding, along with Joe um, uh, as well. I think he's been, you know, you've got to give Joe some credit in the sense of, like, he's hardly played for Tottenham, um, but he's still, you know, coming into an international game, um, you know, having that training and doing all that sort of stuff as well. But, yeah, I, I totally agree. Ben Davies outstanding. I
2: meant to say Chris. on roman I wasn't I wasn't so impressed on the night with Joe Roden. I think I think having watched him for Wales a couple of times, he's 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 made some made some decent challenges and things like that, but I think he looks like I can partly understand why so many of the managers, Mourinho didn't like it or didn't fancy him so much, Nuno didn't fancy him so much, Conti doesn't fancy him. It's, maybe it's just that little bit of Lack of composure, perhaps he doesn't read things. I mean that the, the tackle on Ben Davis, the bloke was running behind Roden. He got himself he almost too square on, and he couldn't see the run behind him, and he's he's not alive to that and things like that. I and that's probably that. what what they see.
1: Yeah, training hard, like through the Conte, like in the back room, start putting them through the training is one thing, but actually match time, and game time. Yeah, now, I I think there is a player in Roden. I. I I agree with a friend of the show Ali, Ali did say this as well um, earlier in the week, but I, I hope that he he stays at Tottenham, but he goes out on loan. I, I, you know, it, no it, one's it, fancied it, him though.
5: No, not one is that, manager
1: has fancied him. Not one no, manager has fancied him. Uh, I know it's weird, isn't it? So That's, it that's a bit maybe, worrying. Yeah, it may, maybe it, it, maybe it, he needs to go and get some it, game time. Uh, I, I don't know, but Chris, just just coming over to you on. Um, the man that uh, I've got no doubt that my daughters, I'll get them singing uh, his song uh, shortly. But Kulisevsky, what a goal that was. I mean, just talk us through that. It was a, an amazing, amazing um, performance again from him in a, in a Sweden shirt.
4: Unbelievable. He has been uh, sensational for Spurs. He's now continued this form in a Sweden shirt. And uh, this guy is absolutely magical. Um, Probably the the signing of the January transfer window has been absolutely brilliant in a Spurs shirt. And, uh, yeah, that goal the other night for Sweden, um, absolutely sensational. Um, But can I just go back to um, Joe Roden? Um, Because I just want to say it must be extremely difficult for a player like that Um, You know, similar to Steven Bergvine as well, where they play so little for their club. Then they go off on international duty and then they're starters for their country. Then they do so well for their country. They come back and then get very, very limited or, you know, no game time at all uh, for their club. You know, Joe Roden, two substitute appearances right at the end of the season under Conte against Arsenal and against Burnley. And then, of course, he's going to play very important games against Scotland. And then, of course, the the playoff game... um, the other night uh, against yeah. Ukraine. Um, and, and this is why I understand Stephen Bergwijn wanting to leave the club, um, because it must be very, very frustrating for them.
1: Yeah, it is difficult. And again, some really good comments coming in. Some people for, some people against. I mean, I think it's it's very difficult to judge someone when you only see him for like, you've just said like three, four minutes or 10 minutes at the end of the game. But like Frank and, and Jay said right at the beginning, four, four, four managers ain't fancied him. So you know yes. what, what what is going on
4: i've got i've got to admit Lee, I, I don't i don't fancy Joe Roden either, yeah. and that's why I thought it was a a real out there comment when of course Jamie said he's our best defender at the club you know that that <laughs> time ago, and I was like, you sure
5: watching.
4: But I I don't fancy Joe Roden. I must say, you know, every time I've seen him in a Spurs shirt, um, I just think that we um, we, we are going to demand a lot more, especially when we're playing in the Champions League. I think for me, certainly in this window, and certainly uh, Antonio Conte, it's all about improvements. It's all about club direction. It's all about ambition and improvements to win something, to get over that line. Us as fans, you know, we, we grow very attached to certain players. You know, you want Gareth Bale back. The three of us don't. Um, You know, we we grow very attached to players, but it's about being ruthless now. It is about being ruthless in getting over that line and winning something and being successful. And you know, there's no point us all sitting here saying, yeah, we'll keep Joe Roden and send him out on loan. What we send him out on loan for if he's out on loan, he's not representing or playing out for our football club. So what's the point? Sell and move someone in that is going to be a part of the squad.
2: I think you're right as well, Chris. I mean, when you you look at Champions League football next year with that with the homegrown rule, and you think, okay, I mean, if you just looked at, say, we haven't signed anyone in in terms of uh, centre halves, forget forget the players we're linked with, and you'd look at it and you think you got Dyer, you got uh, Romero, you got Davis, you got Davinson Sanchez, you're probably going to have what five or five centre halves in the in the Champions League squad, and your choice would be Tanganga. Or, or Joe Roden. I don't think there's a lot between them, but Tanganga would have the advantage that his club homegrown. So that makes Roden, then, you know, pretty much sixth choice. And, you know, do, do you really need that? So Knight uh, no, would be, you know, sadly for him, I think he'll go on to be a decent Premier League player at, uh, at a lower half Premier League club. But, but the I thing is, you know what? What? I think
5: we'll get our money back. I think we'll get our money back yeah. for him as well. How,
4: how much was it? Yeah, Four, mate, 15 mate, mate. or something. But if some of yeah. these players aren't good enough to play in like a Carabao Cup game or an FA Cup game yeah. or a game against Burnley, a home in yeah. the Premier League, you know, being a starter, they're never going to be a Champions yeah. League okay. player for next no. season. So it is all Absolutely. about being ruthless. Okay. And I think under no, Antonio Conte, okay. we will certainly be ruthless with that attitude.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you swung my opinion on that. To be fair, I think I think you're right. I think at the, at the end of the day, it is about making sure that they're ready and three four managers haven't fancy Joe so for, for whatever reason that is maybe he needs to move on and, and kickstart his career elsewhere. Um just can, can I just quickly up, quickly quickly just just please. just on that note because we didn't
5: really sort of Chris mentioned it very briefly but Kudasevsky, that goal was outstanding. That's and right. for me right. he is one of the best young players in world football at his age. He's just turned 23. He's maturing he's he's got better under Conte I know he was Serie A young player of the year a few years ago and he, and he was a prospect, but he is maturing into a fine footballer and I'm so excited to see what he's going to do at Spurs with the full pre-season with Conte and and see what he can do in a Spurs shirt. He also doesn't go to the World Cup this winter, so he's going to so, be a key player for us this
1: season. Big point.
5: So
4: we want, big point. we want a whole load more of Juventus rejects, please. <laughs>
1: We do, no, we do. We I mean, he has been, he has been absolutely wonderful. Michelle totally agreeing you with you there, Frank, as well. Um, just, uh, just rounding up on the international side of things: Hugo versus uh, uh, Pierre Mihel Um Huiber come out of the top by all accounts. The Dustman, as Crackers obviously once called him on, on the show, nicknamed him on the show. He was absolutely outstanding against France the other uh, the other night. Uh, Hugo, unfortunately for him, letting in a couple of goals. Uh, Bergwijn as well I mean his, his international form keeps growing and growing probably putting extra million two million euros on his, uh, on his on his price tag every time he plays an international i sure Mr Levy is, uh, is loving that um, but it was another wonderful strike from outside the box um, uh, for, uh, for Stephen Bergwijn as well um, Sonny as well um, Jace uh, I suppose a little word on Sonny playing Neymar um, uh, over um, uh, in, in the international friendlies that they're playing as well um, it, was, it was a cute, cute little quote going on uh, through um, uh, through Sonny. Various social media outlets picked up. Ali Gold mentioned it as well. You know, does, does, does uh, Neymar know who I am? And he's a superstar in Sonny, not just in Asia now, Jace, but everywhere. No, oh, it,
2: it certainly is. I, I shouldn't think there's too many people in the world now don't know who who Sonny is. But um, interesting comments, I think, attributed to him today. About not being on the the PFA list and such, and and him saying it looks like I need to win awards rather than be voted for them because people maybe still don't don't fully appreciate me. But he's he's just a class act. Um, he's 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 back in Korea. It was great to see the reception that he got with that golden boot. Chris is going to have the uh, Chris Chris will be stunned when he goes to South Korea. Chris is going on that tour to South Korea. Even he will be stunned at just. How much Sonny means to to to, to Korea? It will be. Um, I think a lot of the players, even even the players themselves, will when they get there will just understand just the just what Sonny goes through, and that that gives you then an uh, an idea of the pressures that he's under. When people used to talk about Beckham under pressure or England captains under pressure, he carries the whole weight of, and it's not just the nation; he carries it for the the continent of Asia. You know, other Asian countries are proud of, of other Asian footballers. It's not that, that feeling like you get, for instance, between Brazilians that don't want Messi to do well and Argentinians that don't want Neymar to do well. Asia as a whole wants Asian players to succeed and he'll, he'll carry so much pressure for that nation. Chris, Chris will be stunned at just how big he is.
1: I I I I honestly can't wait for you to report back, Chris, on what that's going to be like. I'd love to be able to go over there and have uh, and and see it from my own eyeballs. Do you know what? I, I even might. I, I don't know. Let Let's see if I can get that one over the line. I'm not sure I can with my family. But um, just, just rounding up international. I know that I haven't gone through absolute. We haven't gone through absolutely everybody. I think Brian Hill, for example, scored for the under twenty ones. Uh, Spain and... Under- Hoybier oh, beat France, didn't he, with Denmark? Yeah, we m- mentioned Hoybier. Yeah, sorry, beautiful uh, assist, Fantastic, wasn't it? Romero, I mean, how <laughs> good is this guy? Is it 10 clean sheets in a row now? Frank, coming over to you, is it 9 or 10, I think? Um, this guy, is, I mean, he came to us, just to frame it as well, I know everyone knows this, but, but he came to us when we are in the Europa Conference League and he was the Serie a Defender of the Year and he still came to Spurs. I mean, this bloke is world class, isn't he, Frank?
5: He, he will be one of the best centre-backs in world football. And there's no doubt in that. He's, he's fantastic. He's got all the right attributes for, to be a centre-back. One thing he has learned in the Premier League, if you remember his first few appearances, he was a bit rash. And um, he's calmed that down. Um, I think I'm trying to find it on my Twitter because uh, there was all sorts of ridiculous stats flying around after they won the uh, the, the best of the Europeans versus the best of the Americas, uh, the Bellissimo, uh, the Bellissimo, F- 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 whatever they called it, Argentina versus Italy. He oh, has yeah. uh, for the last nine games nine clean sheets on on the bounce. Um, he's won as many trophies for Argentina uh, as they've conceded goals with him on the pitch. Which is a that, phenomenal stat that was quoted normal. by a Squawker and uh, Lionel Messi's favourite defender, which which says it all. Um, and they're, Messi, proper, games, they? becoming the they're
2: proper games, they? coming in the summer. are proper games. They're proper games. You know, they're, they're not Liechtenstein and Armenia and, and things like that. We're talking playing Brazil, Uruguay, Chili's and and Italy. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you the games. I'll tell nations. you the games.
5: Uruguay, Paraguay, Brazil, Paraguay. Uruguay, Chile, Paraguay, Brazil and Italy. Those are the nine clean sheets on the bounce that he's had and for him to be able to play in Conte's system of three at the back and the Argentinian system of four at the back shows how Willie he reads the game and he knows he he's so intelligent. His football IQ is extremely underrated and he's only going to get better and he's another one with a, a proper pre-season under his belt because he didn't have one last uh, season. played the Copa America final, jabbed up to the eyeballs, it, um, hot even hot. the Villa keeper Martínez said that he doesn't understand how he made the final because he was on pain-killing injections. That subsequently had an, a, a lasting effect on his beginning of the season and he wasn't really fit probably until the turn of the, the year and then obviously he got injured again. So, And he's never been injured before that. He said he's never missed a run of games like he has at Spurs. So this is another player under, under Antonio Conte with full pre-season um, and, and he'll be able to show us so much more than he's shown us. And um, another masterclass for Argentina again, Um, another superb performance. He's an animal and we are so lucky to have him at Tottenham. That's a Paratici masterclass and fair
1: play to him for bringing him to Spurs when it wasn't the most attractive proposition for him, really, was it? It's it's really interesting, actually. I remember, Frank, you and I uh, was on a show together when he first signed. And I remember we we were chatting on the show about where his best position is going to be. And you said, I think his best position is going to be on the right of a free. You actually said that, and 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 actually, it's true. When he plays as a as a, in a two, or maybe as, as a um, the middle of a free, he's definitely not as effective as where he plays as a right of a of, of a free. And I think he's been. I echo everything. It. That's where where he played for At- Atalanta. That's where they played him. And
5: um, yeah, I think I think in back, in a obviously in a in a four a back four. He can't travel with the ball he, he can't make the he, he can't sort of gamble as much because he's he's only got one other centre back with him. But I think in the three, particularly on the right hand side, uh, where he can sort of perform the underlap or the overlap at lap in runs, he's very good on the ball, very underrated actually on the ball and, and playing out. That that position seems to suit him best. So um again, just a brilliant footballer, and I can't wait to see him him evolve and develop at Tottenham this
1: season. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. I've got, I've got to bring it over, a quick word for, for Chris and for Jason on Romero. How, how impressed, Chris, coming to you? How, how impressed have you been uh, with this, um, I've got to say, little little Argentinian centre-back? I was going to say little, I don't know, when I meet him, I'll, I'll see if I'm bigger than him. my hair will be. But uh, yeah, what, what do you think of the wee of man?
4: Well, do you know last summer a lot of Spurs fans even said, Who are we signing here? Who is this player? Is he gonna be any good? You know, everyone questioned him, everybody questioned Fabio Prashie and his signings. But when you think that the three signings that we have actually got from Syria A, they have actually been fantastic signings and they have all, all three of them hit the ground running at this football club. And, you know, if I asked all three of you, when was the last time a signing at Tottenham hit the ground running like these three have? You know, I can't think of one. Um, it's a very, very,
1: very long time ago. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I mean. When, when
2: you uh, think I of can't these, remember. When
4: you think of these past signings, when you think of signings like Lo Celso and Undombele, £100 million between them two, and when you think about what Fabio Prasci has done in bringing these three fantastic players that have transformed this team and ultimately got us Champions League because we have raided Serie A. And of course, as I referred to earlier, you know, two Juventus rejects. If they are rejects, then just give us some more. Um, and that's why I'm really excited about going forward. And I don't care where these players come from, what country they come from. Um, you know, if we want to go and raid Syria A for, for more players, then, you know, bring it on because the three signings that, Fabio has got in from Syria so far have been absolutely superb. But Christian Romero will only get better. Um, you know, the, the love from the fans uh, will, will grow even more. Um, and when you think last season, he only played about half the games and, you know, injuries and you know, with the, 13, with the international problems as well.
1: 30, was it 13 weeks out? I think he was. I mean, again, just this is a bit astonishing. Let me get carried away a little bit here from the blue book. But, you know, if you think about it, we we lost six times in the Premier League under Conte since he came in. Can you imagine? And and 13 weeks of that without Romero. Can you imagine if Romero... And
5: Dyer missed two games, didn't he? And and Dyer missed missed two
1: games that we actually lost as well. Was it Southampton and Wolves, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Dier
2: played at Chelsea. Crazy. I think Dyer, no, he
5: didn't play at Chelsea. It was Chelsea. It was Chelsea Dier away where Harry, Chelsea. Harry Kane had that goal disallowed where Thiago grabbed him. So that was yeah. one of the games. But to, to keep them fit together, Dyer and Romero, and Romero's already said that Eric Dyer's really helped him settle um, on yeah. and off the pitch. I, I think they've got a good relationship and, and a good understanding on the pitch. So if we can keep those two fit, which again, as you said, they, they didn't play together for 13 weeks during last season. Um, then yeah. we'll be even better better for it yeah, defensively, sure. which is a, a, a frightening prospect. And
1: about Romero, uh,
2: I was. I must admit, the first few weeks I was worried that that rashness would would cost us big time. Um, and then he probably didn't didn't endear himself to too many when he made that jaunt to uh, Argentina, and of course ended up being causing a game to be abandoned along with La Celso. and then they came back and had to to uh, go to croatia didn't they and uh, do their quarantine and then we played palace got battered 3-0 at palace man. all of those types of things were going on so it probably wasn't the the best start for him at tottenham and then i think in conti's either first or second game he did get himself sent off didn't he in, um, in one of those conference league games and you just thought yeah. he needs to he needs to calm it down and rein it in but as the season went on um, his, his decision-making improved and, and actually he didn't cost us. And I, I don't know how many games it was at towards the end where he wasn't even booked. Um, so he, he definitely, you could see the improvement on him just in that, in that, in the space of, of Conti's time. He's a huge player, isn't he? Next season. I mean, you know, in Jamie yeah. Carragher, you, you can talk what you want about Jamie Carragher He's a, he's an experienced center half in the premier league of five or 600 games and he names him as the, the signing of the season. So it's in his position. So when when players like that can see it, you have to tip your hand and say, what a fantastic signing. And hopefully we'll have him for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. A full house for, for me as well. I think he's been absolutely outstanding. And a, a little bit like you, Jace, I was a bit worried, a bit critical of him when, when he needed it. I mean, a lot of people forget because Harry Kane got that winner. Um, against Man City, but it was Romero that gave away the penalty. It was also Romero that let the ball go over over the top and got underneath the ball with the burning uh-huh. goal, one 0 And you know, so so. But but I think that he's been what well, since he's been back and got his fitness back up, he's been virtually faultless. I mean, was it the goals against Leicester? Um, and then, then raging, that thunderous I mean, tackle, yeah. like thunderous like a raging ball. When it? it was just just beautiful to watch. I cannot wait. And as Frank said earlier, to get them pre-seasons, we're, we're going to go for another break um, uh, for our uh, listeners on audio. Um, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about them pre-season friends in a little bit more detail and, and, and actually what the pre-season... empowering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey on youtube there is uh, uh well, watching audience on youtube i should say as rick would say there's over 800 nearly 850 if you watching watching, hit the likes come on that's what i always say subscribe and hit the likes as well we need that support so keep hitting them likes for us as well that'd be fantastic um frank you mentioned it earlier so i'm going to start over with you on this um Alistair Gold made a really good point, I think, earlier this week about the, the preseason and the fact that you mentioned earlier that the players haven't even had a preseason under Conte yet. Um, players should be getting around three weeks off in the summer um, before a grueling preseason will start. I'm really, I personally, am really looking forward to seeing how that changes us as a group. I'm really excited about it because uh, not just the fitness levels, which I think will go through the roof. Most players that have gone through this in the past, uh, you know, in the, in the Italian leagues and obviously at Chelsea and whatever, I remember John Terry saying he was the fittest he's ever been under Conte. I think Kane's already been quoted as saying that already and he hasn't even had a preseason. So they all say it's amazing for them. But I'm really interested in the uh, an analytic side, you know, the brain side of the game, the playbook, the tactics, the analysis, which I think in a pre-season is also going to be absolutely critical. When he can sit them down throughout that whole preseason and really get, um, you know, the, the playbook out. I mean, if you look at NFL, that you know, the NFL for um, for uh, uh, listeners and viewers that, that understand NFL a lot better than I do, but I'm sure they'll correct me in the comments. But they have literally tens, twenties, thirties, hundreds of plays for different scenarios in a game, and, and and I and I wonder whether or not that that analytic side of the game, the tactical side of the game, is really helping. The, the the players understand that as well what what do you think frank you know in, in terms of that that pre-season how are they going to change us as a group and as a team the whole actually? package Mr the, the whole package and from the stories i've heard
5: from people i know who know a couple of players who have played under him his, his diet um is fantastic i mean some of the food that they eat that is brilliant apparently it's like no other club that these players have been or no no like no other manager that these players have played under um, the the sort of food that he gives you. Apparently he's got some coffee type dessert thing which knocks your block off but puts bagfuls of energy into you. And I've heard all these stories and uh I think he's the full package, not just the fitness, but tactically, um, game plans. Um I think we forget as well at Inter Milan he, he also played a four three three at times. It wasn't just the the three four two one or the three four three that he plays at Spurs. So he hasn't, he hasn't changed that at Spurs yet, has he? But maybe with a full preseason, there might be working on different tactics. We yet to see point. that, but um, it
1: will you be played a three, five, three quite a lot into as well, Frank. He you did. Played he, played
5: three, five, two. Two. he played three-five-two. He played four-three-three. Three. He did. Um, Ericsson quite often in that three-man midfield was his playmaker, which we'll get onto him. I'm pretty sure later in the show. But um, uh, it, the, the full package for me, the full package. The, 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 again, what he, what he gives him to eat, the, the strict diet, dietary requirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fitness regime, the double sessions, and tactically he's he's a fantastic manager. And um I, I can't wait to see, as I said, these players after a full preseason with Conte, I can't wait to see the 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 work that they put in and what they show us at, at the beginning of next season. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Obviously we've got some really good preseason games lined up as well within that, uh which I'm sure we'll all be watching. Chris no doubt will be at every single one of those um as 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 we know and um yeah just very excited to see how fit these players become and and more tactically aware because we've already seen the, the improvements with these players under his tenure already without a full preseason. so it will be fascinating to see um what that's, happens a great work.
1: A fascinating that that's what i'm fascinated mark writes me. It? it's no surprise that intelligent players like davis he has a degree, by the way, uh, Dyer and and understand content and, and how they have flourished. Maybe the likes of Ndombele or GLC haven't as much. I mean, I, I'm not sure about how intelligent Ndombele and GLC are. I'm sure they're much more intelligent than I am, for example. But it, I suppose the point Mark's making, Jace, coming over to you, is that actually picking up that demand in not just that fitness levels, but that demand of how to play the game and, and intelligently... The, 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 the Conte ball, shall we say, hashtag, or, you know, the the, the patterns of players, probably the best way for me to put it. They, they, they're definitely there, aren't they, d- during these last seven months? Can you imagine what it's going to be like after the preseason.
2: Yeah, I think the importance of pre-season, if, if we look at the, the side, we can pretty much name currently what his first team was pretty much going into each game. And then you had a couple of players around the edge of that 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 he seemed to trust. But that's what, 14 players. Next season with with Champions League and Premier League, we need that 20 players. So, you know, he's, he's got to get those, the, the next six, if you like, on board, really up to speed. And that's why the earlier they're in, the, the better it is. I mean, maybe maybe one of the things uh, of Stephen Bergwijn, for instance, that even after that Leicester turnaround, we, we didn't really see a lot of Stephen Bergwijn, did we? We still tended to see more Lucas Mora than Stephen yeah. Bervine. And maybe he just thinks Stephen just can't get what I totally want him to do. And, and it's just not going into him. Whereas Lucas Mora maybe doesn't do it, but at least he knows what I want him to do. And so I think that, that element of trust it's, it's going to be important for the for the other players that come in. My one my one slight concern, I suppose, um, he hasn't got a great European record, and he, he constantly talks himself about when we have a week to prepare for games, and we, we said it amongst ourselves, didn't we? A week to prepare, we looked to a much better side. But next year, because of that break, it is pretty much Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, right the way through the season. There is hardly any free weeks. So I think there's there's one one mad week where they come back from internationals on the, I think the last international was played on the Monday night, And the Carabao Cup rounds is on the Wednesday and Thursday of that week. So, you know, when people are talking about trophies are coming, and that's not a knock at Chris, but we could well be playing a a Carabao Cup game two days after an international break where the likes of Romero will still be travelling back from Argentina on the day of the game. So, you know, you've got to to look at blocks like that and realise that next season, the, the physical challenges and the... The, the, the mental challenges are going to be huge, but don't all clubs will have that problem. It won't just be Tottenham, but it, it's going to be a really testing season for a lot of a totally unique season we've never had before.
4: This, this, this is why, though, Jace, it's very important that our sub bench is of real quality oh, because, of that's, course,
2: five subs uh, as well, isn't it?
4: Exactly, five subs so we can rotate those players. Um, you know, that is so important. That is why it's so important that the likes of uh, Joe Roden, Stephen Bergwijn, Tongi Ndombele, Giovane Giovanni Celso are sold and moved on. Because if they are not part of Antonio Conte's plans, you need to offload them and you need to bring the players in so that sure, he is going sure. to use. I, and I, most I,
1: importantly, trust. I, I think, I think yeah. the club have already shown that. that one, they're backing him uh, with the uh, Juventus rejects, as you mentioned it. But also and Lo Celso, you know, Delhi to, to, to be fair, all moved on in January. Obviously, uh, Gil went out of uh, Hill, so he went out alone. Uh, because Conte didn't fancy him for the season. And I, what I will quickly say on, on that as well, just just quickly before we come over to Frank on the uh, on, on the um, on the next part around pre-seasons, uh, season friendly. Sorry, is um, he sent Perisic out on loan? Conte did to Bayern Munich, and he won the Champions League, and then he brought him back, and then they won Serie A. So he has an eye for saying, do you know what? You're not quite what I need. Go away and then come back again. Maybe Brian Hill comes back at that player. Maybe it's another season he needs him out, but I think Pratigi has actually looked at that Brian Hill deal as a as a sell on deal. If if he never does play for Tottenham, D- does that make sense? So even if he never never comes and plays under Conte uh, under Conte, I still think Brian Hill would actually um, be a good. Uh, did he? I'm trying to think of the player. I think was it Weston? McK- it wasn't Weston McKennie. It was somebody else that he bought Pratigi for Juventus and then he loaned them out. Um, and then got a massive fee for him or something. Romero. Yeah. Okay. It, it might have been. But uh, yeah, I think it's the same on them nights. Frank, come back over to you. In fact, Chris, sorry, I just, I just want to uh, mention something to you first. So sticking with Chris, Frank, I'll come to you in a second. South Korea tour, you're going, uh, Chris Cowlin. When is it? And what's the kind of the, the regime that we can expect? Um, that the boys to be playing, they're playing kind of a couple of um, exhibition matches, and then they playing some like some some friendlies over there. Like is it a, a, like an Audi Cup competition? What's the what's the expectation, Chris?
4: Well, it's a couple of games, and uh, I normally I normally go to these tournaments. And uh, a couple of years ago, I went to the America one, and, and it was scorching hot weather, and the players work extremely hard. This was of course under Maurizio Pochettino, and I expect. Uh, Very similar, if not even more intense training from Antonio Conte. And as uh, Frank and Jason have rightly said, um, you know, I am really looking forward to this tour um, because I think that he will transform a number of players yet again. Uh, When you think about what improvements that he has made with this squad, with the players that we have had, um, you know, I called in the magician earlier about what he's done uh, at the football club and getting us into the top four. Um, I can't wait. Uh, for pre-season. I think he's going to work those players extremely hard. He's going to um, you know, an interesting quote actually um, I saw Antonio Conte say about the players have better football knowledge. And when I read that I thought, how simple does that sound? They have better football knowledge. These guys mm-hmm. are professional Premier League footballers. How can they have better football knowledge? But when you're learning from someone like Antonio Conte who's been there, done it, won trophies everywhere he's been, this is why I'm so excited about this manager because It's it's all about improvements. It's all about um, progression. And it's all about bringing in real quality now in order to get us over that line. Um, But, you know, pre-season for me is absolutely everything. And uh, as I said earlier, it's the first time he's ever managed a club mid-season because pre-season is so important to him uh, to to instill all of his philosophy and thoughts of, of how he wants games played and what he wants players to do. Um, So I'm so excited about next season. Um, I think we're going to really achieve something next year. I really am. I'm I'm so excited. I can't tell you. Amazing stuff.
1: Frank, coming over to you. We've we've obviously got the South Korean tour. We've obviously got the Rangers as well. Um, And then we face Roma um, in in Israel. I'm sure, Chris, you're going to be at all. It'll it'll be be interesting. Uh, Yeah, we'll be interested. Will Jose be there? I mean, he's heavily linked at the moment with PSG. I don't know how much true fats in, uh, in 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 the offering there, um, but ultimately we, we've got a couple of decent you know friendlies coming up. You know, to start ramping up before the season starts. I, I'm actually hoping, Frank, as well, that we do some of them kind of more local teams as well. I really like them friendlies when we go to like uh, lower level clubs in the in, in the local area and all that sort of stuff. We probably won't fit them in. What, what's your uh, view on the preseason friendlies that we've got arranged so far? Um, Rangers at Ibrox, fantastic friendly, um, massive club,
5: um, fantastic stadium, fantastic support. That would probably be a full house knowing Rangers, so that's a great friendly. Um, South Korea, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, it just ties in nicely with Spurs because the god of South Korea plays for Spurs. So that'll be interesting. It's something a bit different. And the women's side, and, um, don't forget. At, and the women's and the side the women's as side. well. well, yeah. So that we've got some great friendlies lined up. I just think we have to get the players in that Conte wants and the players out that he doesn't want prior to that. Um, sort of touching upon what was said earlier, I think a lot of the, the fact that we didn't perform when there was a short turnaround of games was the fact that we haven't had a squad. He hasn't had a squad. He's had a, a select probably 14 or 15 good players and that is it. So we have to make sure that we are fully prepared going into these uh, friendlies, particularly the tour of South Korea. And I, I've read that he wants everyone on that plane that he wants. Um, and he doesn't want passengers. So we, we, we have to get busy or Paratici has to be a very busy man in the coming weeks when the players are back from the internationals um, and just make sure that the squad is is there, who he wants. And uh, I'm sure
4: it will propel us and him well for, for the forthcoming season. Can, can I just say, Lee, the uh, the game yeah. against Roma is the iTech trophy. So we could lift a trophy against Jose Mourinho. <laughs> To, to go in the Audi Cup.
1: And of course,
4: the last trophy I saw Spurs lift was the Audi Cup. I was, was there.
5: The Audi Cup. Of course. <laughs> and the, the, I think that there's a lot of spite, spite between uh, or animosity, not just obviously the Jose situation with Spurs, but do you remember Conte and Jose Mourinho they don't get on? Yeah. Conte said he'll what? always be a little man. And, uh, oh, he did. You know, they've had yeah. a back and forth, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, do you remember? There was a bit of spite there, so that'll be interesting, that game.
4: Yeah. Well, there would be wow. a handshake.
1: Jace, um j- just kind of to you obviously you've you've uh, you've been in Southeast Asia um for, for a lot of your life, actually, you lived there, um obviously set up businesses over there as well. Um, and you mentioned earlier about a South Korea tour um and and how Chris is gonna see firsthand how it's gonna blow um blow Sonny away and how, how much he's, he's he-, he held high regard. Um do you think that going over there and the other players seeing that firsthand will well, I don't know, not shock them, but would you think they're, they're you know, like I, some of the fringe players like Sessignon, for example, going over there and seeing that thinking, hang on, look at Sonny. Do you know what I mean or
2: not? Do you think they already know that? I, I, I think I think they think they know it, but they will be stunned when they actually see it. They, they really will, and I think their, their respect for him will go up even more so. I think everyone at Tottenham, even Daniel Levy will sit there and think, I can't quite believe what we're doing, and and that's that's the great thing for me that when when his name is linked with Liverpool this year, um, I don't think they have a cat in hell's chance of, of signing him because number one, Tottenham are going on that tour, the the, the commercial opportunities that come through him, and I think the uh, the payback for for Tottenham allowing him to go to those Asian games. When I, I saw a couple of Liverpool people saying, doesn't he have ambition? What people have to remember is. He had an ambition for a professional career, which had he done his military service, he would have lost two years of his professional career right yeah, at the peak definitely. of it. So yeah. to win that gold medal in a non-FIFA tournament, so Tottenham didn't have to release him, and I think previously Hamburg and Leverkusen hadn't released him for those tournaments. Yeah, for okay. him to win that, that military exemption, that's the biggest honour. And, and Asian people have hugely passionate and fiercely loyal about things like that for their country, what what prestige that gives to the rest of their family and that. So, you know, there's a lot of things. Don't don't get me wrong, Tottenham have had the benefit of Sonny for two years at Spurs at the peak of his career, which they might well have lost out on as well. But, you know, there are just a, so many reasons why Liverpool don't have a cat in hell's chance of getting Sonny. I think people in the the media here just look at Sonny as, well, he plays on the... The left wing, and he can replace Mane, and that they don't realise the whole emotional and the business side of things that that Tottenham and Sonny have gone through. So, um no chance he'll gone. And, and like I say, I think even players like Kane, the Eric Dyer's, they will be stunned and and have a huge more respect for him after this trip. That's, well, they'll be
5: brushed the side, won't they? Literally, when oh. when the fans see Son. They won't care about Harry Kane and World Cup winning captain not- Hugo Lloris. It'll be take me to the to the god of South Korea because he is he's the god there. He is.
1: Yeah. I did I did see I did see you Jace, go after that um, that Liverpool journalist <laughs> that actually wrote on Twitter. I did see it's you. He's go got no that. ambition. Yeah. No. I, was, she mentioned, didn't she? Um, you know the lack of ambition because he wanted it he might want to stay at Tottenham. And yeah, I mean, what well, well set on Sony and and all of that. F- fantastic. Um, looking at pre-season. I'm fascinated to see where we go. I'm going to uh, take the um, a final break for the, for the listeners and audio. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. There's over 929 of you now watching um, on on YouTube live. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much. Got some rubbish comments going on in there in, in certain areas, but you know, we won't focus on them got, in the main fantastic comments, brilliant interaction with the show. Thank you so much. Um, uh, hopefully Jay sticks around because I, I generally want him to stick around. We, we probably want to do the last kind of 10 minutes or so of the show. We cannot do a show without talking about transfer rumors. This is where Chris Callan comes in. Jamie from the Daily Oksper who can't be with us tonight. Frank's going to talk to us a little bit about the rumors as well. Um, instead of going through names and throwing, throwing names at us and so on and so forth, what I actually want to do is just talking about the kind of outgoings that we've already had. I think it's really important to remember that I think there was 12, 11 or 12 players went out when Paratati uh, uh, came into a football club last season. And then another four went out in January um, and then another 13 have gone out. Uh, twelve from the development squad in the academy, and one obviously being Gallini already this season. There's a lot of players that are moving a, a, around or kind of, kind of coming in and out of the cycle. Um, I just want to throw some names um, at all of you, and you can just make some comments and stuff. Chris, we'll start with you. Gallini's already gone out of the door. Winks, Roden, Bergie, Cameron Carter-Vickers. I think he's about to sign for Celtic. Re- Regulon, Emerson Royale. I mean, these are sorts of players' names kind of from the first team that you're thinking, do you know what? These are the people. When you mentioned earlier about being ruthless, these are the guys that we've got to move on.
4: Absolutely. And it is all about being ruthless. That is the only word I will use. Um, I think that Fabio Prasci coming in, he's showing that ruthless nature and that ruthless side of a a winning football club, of uh, the mentality that we want. Um, You know, we want to be winners. And there is no point having players around the football club who are, uh, one going to be negative or two don't want to be there uh, or three aren't good enough. Um, so it's all about getting in um, new additions and getting in the players that Antonio Conte feels confident um, in um, and, and and bringing in winners. Um, I love the ruthless side. I think that many other clubs, other London teams, you know, our rivals have been ruthless. Chelsea have been ruthless um, for years in the way that they do things. And they've won many trophies over the years and we haven't. Um, So it's about time that we we are ruthless as a football club and changing the mentality um, and showing the likes of Harry Kane, showing the likes of Antonio Conte that Tottenham is the football club to be at. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we will be successful because of it. Brilliant stuff. Jace, just
1: coming over to you, I mean, John, um, uh, oh, hang on, I've just lost a comment there. We There's loads of comments. So John says here, do you see any of the younger players like White Scarlet making an impact next season? Do you think they might be going out on loan? The, 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 the list of names that I've just said, um Jace, that are already playing for us, do you think that they are the ones that we're, I don't want to say trying to ship out, but to, to move on for, for out of the football club? You know, the Winks, the Rodens, the Bergwines, Regulons, Emerson Royals. Do, do you think that they will move on?
2: I think I think a lot of those will go. Whether whether we end up um, with a taker for Reggie on that will be a that will be quite an interesting one. Whether we we get the fee that we want or whether it becomes a loan out. I think when you see what happened with Ndombélé, Delhi, and La Celso, they really were ruthless this winter. You know, Peretti obviously got through to Daniel Levy and said, "This just we have to get these players out," and that's been part of Tottenham's big problem as well as bringing players in is getting rid. So I think the, the signs look good for us. I do expect, I mean, Carter Vickers is one that you think, oh, you know, he's, he's probably been here three years longer than he should have been. Carter Vickers, it doesn't look like we've ever had an intention to play no. him since, he's never since he got good. done in the cup tie by Wickham by, you know, the Beasts, what, five or six years ago or whatever. Um, and he's had a good year at Celtic. Uh, he's been on loan plenty of places. So it is those players that go on. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably let Emerson yeah. go. I'd let on go, I'd let Winks go, I don't think there's, you know, they're not improving. It'll be interesting to see with the youngsters, because I think with, with with Harvey White's and Scarlets and things, it's easier to to keep them on board if you're playing Conference League football or Europa League football, but Champions League football is entirely different. You know, you, you might be lucky and get one dead rubber on match day six in a group, and, and that's about it. So that the opportunities for those players to play is not the same as, as Europa League with Paco de Ferreira and places like that. Uh, and I think John, John's obviously the, the expert on the youth. He says I'd, I'd sooner these players go out like Oliver Skip did, go and get 40-50 games under their belt somewhere and have a real understanding. the way that Jed Spencer's gone out on you know, he yeah. talks about him, he's gone out on loans of forest. He's not a forest player. Um and, and let's hope some of those younger players do that. And I think we I think. Troy Parrott might be the interesting one, whether whether they they look at him and think, can he, if we don't get the, the the backup striker and that, would they keep Parrott around them or do they still think I'd sooner loan him out to a championship side? I think they probably want a championship side, but I think Parrott's one might depend on who comes in as to what stage he'll go out with.
1: Interesting stuff. I mean, uh, Frank, coming over to you, Jason made a point there about Skip going out and loaning. Isn't he the... Uh, does, uh, doesn't he like epitomise why that loan system can work so well? I mean, he clearly Norwich missed him this season um, for, for the shocking season they've just had. Um, and we totally benefited, you know, and I know it's been said before, but we'll say it again. He went away a boy and come back a man. Do, do, do you think some of the, the, the younger players would do that? And and, and in particular, do, do you think there's any way back for the likes of Bowden or Winks or, um, you know, the likes of... Uh, Emerson or bergie that, that sort of thing Frank well,
5: with the players that you just mentioned, no, I think we will be ruthless. I think the struggle will be tangy on them belly. I think we'll struggle to to shift them. I think that will be alone um just my opinion, but i I, I think all of the players that we think are going to go will go and and Spurs um will change their their stance that, that that they've carried for so many years, and they'll just get them out the door um, and listen to Conte because they did it in January. Um, And with regards to the youngsters, I think beyond Scarlett, who looks a a real prospect and um, for Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte to both say this boy is going to be special. And we've seen what he's done at England under 19 and, and youth level. I think he will get a good loan and I think the loan will serve him well. But I think with Skip and Chris and I have had this conversation before. Oliver Skip at 14 was playing for the 16s and the 17s. He was always touted as a, a special player and he it, it, it always looked uh, years above what he was playing at. So I think there's a big difference between him and say Harvey White, because Harvey White did go on loan to Portsmouth and, and didn't really feature much. And uh, unfortunately I'd like to see him go out on loan to the league one or a championship card, but I don't think he'll have a future at Spurs in the long run. Um, and just echoing what you guys have said as well, Jason, in particular, uh, there are no passengers in these European games that you can get away with in Europa in in some games in in the Conference League, you're not going to play the kids. So I think we'll see lots of them move on, moved on. Um, and the one that I'm I'm sort of interested to see get a good loan. Well, I hope he gets a good loan, and I'll be watching him with a keen eye. It will be Dane Scarlett, and uh, I think even if he, he gets gets a good League One club and he gets promised first team football, I'll, I'll be very excited to see how he develops, and I think it will
4: it will do him the world of good. yeah Blake, that can that I just come in really
1: there, about Dane Scarlett? Yeah, please,
4: Yeah, I was going to say um, a club like Leighton Orient would be absolutely ideal for Dane Scarlett to go out on loan. Um, You know, he was banging in goals for the Tottenham Hotspur under 18s. And then, of course, Jose Mourinho integrated him into the first team. And then ever since then, really, he's missed that stage of playing regularly for the under 23s. Um, So, of course, when he's on the sub bench for uh, the first team, um, if the under-23s are playing the next day or the day before or whatever, um, then he won't be included into that squad. And I think that that's a shame sometimes because players like that then miss out. But I think that it would really, really benefit him exactly like Oliver Skip, like you mentioned earlier, uh, to go out, go on loan for a season, come back and then be refreshed and then could perhaps be uh, you know, on the sub-bench for us and, and perhaps make an impact. And, and yeah. Troy Turret's Troy an just interesting one. one. one Troy I was Pat- just going to
2: say, one, one point... I, I, I think um, Frank touched on it a little bit with with paying off players. You know that that assumption when they said about the 150 million, I think it was a big assumption that that's 150 million into the transfer budget. I think that was part of that will be used for big big contracts extensions for a few players and for saying right, okay, we're going to have to write off 25 million quid here. So you know the 150 million, and then you start signing. Perisic and Fraser Foster on free transfers, maybe Ericsson on a free transfer. That just shows you that 150 million isn't necessarily all on a transfer budget, but I think it it will be used for for paying off a lot of players to be ruthless and clear the decks.
4: Don't yeah. bring the mood down, Jace.
2: No, no, no. I, no. I, 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 I think it's a positive, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I think man, it's probably, I that, that that does enable us to go and do that to say to Andonale yep. right. We totally. Just right off the like. I mean, Deli Ali. Let's. We gave him a free transfer. Free, it's transfer. A free transfer. That's that's a big write off, isn't
5: it? He was worth a hundred million pounds a few years ago. Let's be totally honest. He Prince. was particularly when the market yeah. was that inflated. He was worth a hundred million pounds, and we've given him away. So we, we're more ruthless than we've been. But um a name that keeps popping up on on the feed, which I did miss, and he's someone that I'm very excited about. Also, is Alfie Divine. I think he needs a good mm-hmm. loan. Um, although I think they're keeping him. I'm not sure where I read that, but he looks a prospect. And I've, we took him off Wigan, didn't we, at um, 15 years old, and paid quite I a think, lot of money for him at that age. And he's got he lot. to be. Do,
2: does, doesn't he have to do three years at Tottenham to become club homegrown?
5: Yes, I think that's it. that might and, uh, be uh, why we, we can't let him go, can we? Him,
2: no, to I do think that third year. Yeah. But I think he's, that's, the, that's he looks the brilliant.
5: He, he looks brilliant. And also special mention to Troy Parrott, who came on very strong at the end of last season at MK Dons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scored some brilliant goals and very creative. I don't know what will happen with him because he's not really... How old is he now? Is he 20? Is he, Chris, you've noticed. Know how old is Troy
4: do, Parrott? Do you know what? With, with, with Troy Parrott, I used to watch him in the under-19s and he looked a real prospect. And he looked like one for the future. He looked like he was going to come... Uh, into the first team um, you know Jose Mourinho again integrated him to the to the first team looked like he was going to get a lot of minutes um, his career don't seem to have gone anywhere really you know yes he's gone out on loan but he hasn't hit the ground running at MK Dons um, he's another one who I mentioned earlier about Bergwijn starting for his country Joe Roden starting for his country now Troy Parrott starting for his country um, and not playing first team minutes for Spurs I'd I, I'd be surprised if we see... Chris, uh, sorry?
5: He's 20 years old. Would you give him a, another loan spell or would you would you get him out well,
4: the it, door? It's an interesting one because you think about Harry Kane's career. Most people wrote Harry Kane off and said, yeah, you let's know, get let, 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 let's get him out the door. And then, of course, we saw what happened with him. So you never, ever know. Seven loans, I think, e.
1: Kane. Seven. Seven loans. Incredible stuff. Well, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I did leave off... Um, talking about and I, th- I think that he's probably going to leave the, the football club. He, he was on the list, but I think he's going to go. I think he's probably one that we can get some money in for. Giovanni Celso looks like he's going to be at, at, out of the door as well from a, from a free perspective. But as Jay, she, as you just mentioned, I think we paid, what, 45 million for, for, for him um, in total. And that wouldn't have been paid off. it's always capex over the period of the contract. Um, but there's still money to pay. If he goes out back out the door, even if we get 25 million euros for him, which I think Villarreal are looking at a, uh, paying paying for him, I think they bid 17 million, we're having a negotiation with him, we're still going to have to take a hit on what, what that contract value is, so, and it's the same with him and so on and so forth, we've also got to remember, and this is not bringing the mood down, because because I actually think that actually getting them players out the door and bringing some money back in for them enables us to go out and do what we need to do, the free transfers, I mean, if we if we got Ericsson back, and we've already signed Perisic, and we've got Fraser Forster as a backup homegrown goalkeeper, that's absolute quality, isn't it? And you even pay that actually, you have to pay a, a, a fee, like a, a transfer fee for them. So it gives you that, That even if it's one, maybe two big signs of a Bastoni, um, which again, his agent has come out this week and said, um, you know, he's a professional, he loves the club, he loves Inter, but he's a professional and, you know, alluding to the fact that actually if Inter need to get rid of him, then actually it's going to be on them, not on him. I think there's a bit of brinkmanship there with uh, Bastoni being an Inter lad it's a little bit like think about from Kane's perspective right one of our own or Skippy one of our own you wouldn't want him to start coming out and engineering a move look, look how it made us all feel um, when Kane was trying to engineer a move to, to City last summer and all them reports so Bastoni's keeping his kind of powder dry if you like and saying no I kind of want to stay but knowing that Inter have got to sell we already know that everybody's reported that you know are shown Ali Gold um, you know the uh, the other big Tottenham journalists um, have all been reporting that Inter Milan need to sell. They, they're reportedly looking at Lukaku. They're reportedly looking at well, Fab. We was on your channel earlier, Chris, wasn't he? He, he basically said that uh, gleason Bremer is a done deal. They're just waiting for you know the, the paperwork He signed off as a um, you know with, with, with the bids, but they can't go and do all this business Intel without getting some money in. So they're aren't you- going to one of their big players, aren't they? Could be Martinez, levento Martinez. It could be Bastoni. And I don't know, I've got a funny feeling. What do you think, Frank? Well,
5: he's an Atlanta boy, Bastoni. That's the academy he came through. So he's not one of their own. Um, he moved to Inter, oh, 13, believe, slightly different. OK, good knowledge. Four or, five years, four or five years ago. And, um, and Conte was his sort of, his biggest advocate, he brought him through, he played him at a young age, he, he gave him the, the the opportunity a big club like Inter Milan um, to play regular first-team football. So I think that carries a lot of weight. I think that the problem with Inter is because he has been so good over the last couple of seasons and his age, um, I don't think they want to sell him because he is an Inter Milan fan. But um, I just feel that that one looks a bit complicated. I mean, Chris, probably best to, to pass over to you because obviously you've had a, an interesting day talking to... Fabrizio and and obviously heard the latest. So what what is your take on the Bastoni situation?
4: Um, Well, of course, you know, as Lee said, the agent come out and said that uh, he'd be professional about it. If Inter Milan want to sell, then uh, they will sell. But, of course, there has been no uh, official approach from Spurs right now. It's interesting because all of these reports keep being published stating that Tottenham have put in official bids. but we haven't put in official bids for any of these players, including Jed Spence. You know, lots of clubs are interested in these players, but no official approaches as yet. Interesting stuff.
1: So, um, you've just answered my next question about Jed Spence. Uh, Ericsson... Jase coming over June. Not, not whether or not is he going to come or not, but would you like him? You, you know, bless you. Do, do, do you think that Eriksson? There is a strong possibility that Ericsson can come back to a football club, isn't there? Lives in London. Wants to stay in London. Been quoted as saying, "I want to play in the Champions League." Well, there's only two clubs in London that are playing in the Champions League. He's surely not going to Chelsea, is he? <laughs> I,
2: I, I was amazed at that. That I didn't think too much about Ericsson coming back until that conti interview I forget when it was maybe it was in the January window when um, when he almost said that he would like him yeah uh, I, I remember he got asked it and it was the type of thing when he was going to Brentford and he said um, you would kind of expect the thing now it's great to see him back wish him all the best blah 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 and just leave it like that almost as the the bland answer but he said you know I'm staying in the hotel we've talked I loved working with him and and it was just Really enthused about talking about him and, and working with him and and has uh, been very reluctant to commit beyond anything beyond the end of the season. I certainly think the door is open whether whether they they reach agreement or not. And and I know people will say it's you know when we talk about moving on from Gareth Bale and and don't be sentimental about these players. Christian Eriksen still improves our current squad. It's as yeah. simple as that. You know, and, and any any lingering doubts about his effectiveness, you know, he solved that at Brentford. And um, does he improve us? Is he good enough to get in our squad? Absolutely, he is. And if he's on a free transfer, and we, we always talk about hitting the Premier League running, he knows Tottenham Hotspur football club, he knows the Premier League, and he knows the demands that Conti wants from him. So when yeah. you, you have all of those three things and it's a free transfer... You, you just think it's a no-brainer, isn't it, to at least try and do the deal. If somebody comes along and says to Christian Eriksen, if, if, if Liverpool or whoever, or Man City came along and said, look, here's three hundred and fifty grand a week and, and you'll win us, then, then there's not a lot you can probably do against that. But for me, it's a no-brainer to at least try and bring him back to the football club.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think just going back to something that Frank mentioned earlier in the show about, you know, systems that Inter were playing... You know, he um, he took a while didn't he to integrate yeah. into Conte's system then he changed it to a 3 five two and then and then um, uh, Elkson was excellent absolutely outstanding in, in in them systems playing for Conte's into last year um Frank come over to you with regards to more names um one that I'm not that that keen on at all to be honest but you know it's been linked this week um, Alan St maximum
2: any any
1: I mean, does that excite you coming to the football club? I mean, I I can't see it personally, but what, what do you think, Frank? You think that's something that improves us? Um,
5: he's another one with outstanding dribbling abilities. I, I think he completed the most dribbles last season in the top European leagues, top five leagues. But his end product uh, it it leaves a lot to be desired for at times. um the, the caveat to that or the argument to that rather would be playing with players like Son and Kane would that improve his output or his end product because obviously last season Callum Wilson who's the best striker at Newcastle wasn't fit for most of the time so on the end of his chances it was Almir and Ryan Fraser and Chris Wood um, which is it's not exactly the highest of quality is it in, in finishes or finishers but I'm i draw his out I think we could do better um, he's, he's not for me personally but if Conte wants him then you know it's, it's up to him at the end of the day but I just feel the price that's been spoken of 40 million pounds, I think we could get better. Kulisewski cost costs us less than that with the loan fee added on, or will cost us less than that. So um I can't see that one happening personally. I, I mean, Lucas and St. Maximan, is there much difference in them? I think Lucas, if anything, has got a better end
1: product. So no, it's a no from me. I think he's another Lamella. I, I, know, I know that might, that, that might, um, you know, please some people love Lamella, some people didn't. But, you know, when you look at Lamella's record over that period of time, Jason, you called it so early on. i mean, I never forget it when you said Lamella never had that big goal in him. When he got the big goal, the verbona against Arsenal, he ended up getting sent off. I mean, you couldn't make it up. So, you know, it's classic Lamella. There's, there's something about him. Like, there's another name. Chris, I'll throw this one at you because Jason will probably, um, you know, switch off when I say this, but Adama Troy or. <laughs> There you go, Chase. Um, You know he's also heavily linked again, and I just I, I understand that Paraticin, maybe even Conte, if they want him, then you know fair enough. But my personal opinion, <laughs> my, my personal opinion is that he didn't really want to come to us last, in January, did he? he? He kind of snubbed us. If you like to go Barcelona, I know you, you and F- uh, Fabricio were talking about us earlier today. What, what's your view on um, Saint Maximum and also Adama Triway, Chris?
4: Well, so Maximin, I think we're being linked with virtually every player across Europe right now, and of course, exactly. you know, all the guys on Twitter putting every single uh, rumour out—they're absolutely loving this uh, this period at the moment. Um, but we are going to be linked with all the players across Europe because, of course, you know, when uh, the club have come out and said we've got 150 million pounds plus to spend, then of course we're going to be linked with everybody. Um, Adama Traoré, Fabrizio Romano said to me earlier. Um, that Spurs were super unhappy about the situation in January. Of course, Spurs wanted to sign, sign a Dama Traore in January. Uh, the way that he dealt with the situation, Spurs were not at all happy with. Of course, he went back to Barcelona. Uh, and now it looks like he's going back to Wolves. So I can't see that one happening either.
2: And hmm. just, just on that, you know, the, the, as, as you talk about Sir maximan maybe with better players, their output increases Adama made a decent enough start, um, but by the end of it, wasn't in the Barcelona side, you know. So having better players around him didn't actually work, didn't actually do anything for him. You know, Aubameyang, for, for whatever that lot down the road, he's still a quality striker, Yang scored plenty of goals for Barcelona. He made an impression at Barcelona. Adama lasted, what, two or three weeks, and then, then the appeal disappeared again. And that, that's what I've always said about him. But the the Johnson's oil Johnson's oil sold another couple of containers for him.
4: But with with St Maximin, he he's one of the Newcastle's best players. They're they're not yeah. in a they're not gonna be in a position to sell their no. best player right now, are they? Yeah.
1: Exactly. No, I, t- I totally agree with that. And I just think that, you know, look, there's, there's been some players down the years at Tottenham that definitely get you off your seats. There's absolutely no doubt about that. We can list them all day. We've all had their fantastic memories on them. You know, are you going to get off your seat with Adama and or um, ASM? Like To be honest, because you might get off your seat a little bit and then just sit back down because they've got no end product or they can't fit. But I've, I genuinely haven't been that impressed with St. Maximum at all. Um, and I'm definitely not a fan of Adama Traore coming into a football club. Um, well, I think, to, I think you get off your
2: seat. I think, I think Traore gets you off the seat because you're trying to mind, you know, avoid the ball hitting you in the face. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: Lee, can I, 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 I'm not, I'm Lee, can I mention point. one player? Um, Gabriel I Jesus, i tell you what, when I spoke to Fabrizio earlier, I was actually surprised that he confirmed that there had been contact between Spurs and the player and his agent. Um, but Arsenal at the moment are front runners to sign Gabriel Jesus. I just wanted your opinions um, whether you know if we sign Jesus, where he would fit in, and and because he wants to be a main player, he wants to be a starter at a football club. When you've got the likes of Harry Kane, who means on, um, why do you think that we're going in or talking to a player like this? He does not
1: He doesn't. He doesn't fit. Sorry, if I if I, if I go, uh, he, does, he doesn't fit in that. If he if he wants to come to a football club and play regular first-team football in the forward line, which is, I mean, he played 34 games or 32 games for Man City this year, and he still wants to leave for regular football. He he doesn't break into that front three, does he, at time? He's not going to replace Kane, is he? But we we can have
5: lots of games this season. I mean, obviously, I I get what you're saying. I don't think he will come because he wants to go somewhere and be a main man. I would take him. him. I would be happy with that. I would be happy with that. I just don't think he'd come to, to play second fiddle or not be that main focal point, which is what he wants to be at the the age and the stage of his career he's at now, but I would take him. I think he's a good player. I think he'd add better to, to our squad. Um, and I'd, I'd love to get that one over the line. The other name that obviously is being mentioned is Basuma. I think he'd be unbelievable business for us. He, he he gave us a lesson when, when they beat us at our place and uh, that would be an outstanding signing. i would try and get that done if I was the club, but um we, we do need a forward. I think we need... If Harry Kane gets injured, we're very lucky this season. We need a, a number nine who can play with his back to goal, hold the ball up. Um, it seems to me we're linked with a more sort of hybrid forward who can play in that nine, but also can play across the front. It seems that that's the type of player we'll go for. But we do need a, an alternative to, to Harry Kane if he can't play every game or, or he does get a knock. Um, and I still haven't seen us linked with any of those types of players. I, I know that names were thrown like Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which I don't believe for a minute. Um, I think Darwin Nunes, which, who I think will go to Manchester United or, or Liverpool personally, probably Manchester United. But um, I I mean, Richarlison's another name mentioned. I know Jason's not his biggest fan. Um, not from the, Probably not for me as well. I just don't like the fact that he throws himself to the floor. He'd frustrate the life out of me. Um, but I do think we need another forward. Um, there, there's not really, barring So I've not heard, Chris, you may have heard, but... There isn't any other names that we've been linked with, with, with concrete uh, interest,
4: but I'm pretty sure they're after a forward. Yeah, only Darwin Nunes, as you mentioned, and Fabrizio said that um, they didn't um he didn't seem uh, much chance of that happening. But um, when you think back about the striker situation, the last time we actually signed a striker on a permanent deal was Fernando Llorente, 2017. You it's unbelievable. Of, of course, we different. had Gareth Bauer and Carlos Vinicius, but they were both on loan. But we need to sign a striker, and I would be absolutely astonished if we didn't have another striker when the season starts under Conte. We, we have to. It's important. To.
1: Just, uh, just going back to Jesus, right, for, for me, I'm not saying that I don't rate Jesus. I, th- I actually think he's a good player. And if we can get him over the line, can play for But I just don't think he will come. If it's true that he wants to play regular team football more than his parents' city, why would you come and be a bit part player at Tottenham when you can stay at City and basically yeah. win every year? Like, why would you do that? You just wouldn't do it. So so I just don't think that that is, that is one, in my opinion, that when all said and done could even happen. Because he's just going to say, no, um, I don't want to go to there. Look, pain, painfully, and I heard uh, Fab say to you earlier anyway, that Arsenal were in for him. They've been tracking him a long time, but painfully he would go to Arsenal and play every week. He, he would be their na- main man. So, yep. you know, regardless of a champion in football or not, he knows Arteta, you know, Hold Man City set up there, Edu as well, Brazilian, you know, that that makes more sense. But look, this is football, lads, listeners, viewers, this is football. Nothing really makes sense in this world. Um, I just want to wrap up, really, by saying, absolute phenomenal, over a 1,000 people. As soon as we started talking about transfers and Jason started it in his head, we've got over a
4: 1,000 viewers. <laughs> You, you you actually promised, Jason, this weren't going to be a two-hour transfer special. I know, I know which, which is exactly <laughs> why I'm going to be wrapping up
1: now. And I just want to say thank you for everybody that is uh, that is tuned in. Over a thousand of you hit the likes and subscribe uh, on our YouTube channel. Um, thank you again for listening as well. Download and downloading, you can go and download through um, all of the, uh, the, the, the channels itself. Um, and, uh, and 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 I'd love to say thank you to, to our returning guests, Chris. Start with you. What have you got on for the rest of the week? Are you talking transfers all week on your channel?
4: Oh yeah, I'll be talking transfers until the thirty first of August. I'm sure Jason will be uh, tuned in. Um, but just before I go, Lee, I would just like to say that um, at the weekend I actually went down to the Museum of London. Um, okay. To go and see the Harry Kane exhibition And it's called I Want to Play Football It's on until December So um, for anybody interested in seeing The personal Harry Kane collection Match worn shirts uh, The golden boots um, all, all of his personal awards It is well worth a visit And it's free entry as well So uh, do head down there But it's been great talking to all of you guys this evening
1: Brilliant stuff Chris I, did, I know it was it was a phenomenal museum Frankie what you got on buddy What's going on in the world uh, of Frankie Major? Following the football, in the football, uh,
5: football uh, verse, or the, what they call it now, football world, I'm literally just going to be following the internationals. I'm still waiting for that special with Chris Cowling, Fabrizio Romano and Jason. I think that would probably do <laughs> 50,000 plus, maybe more amongst the Spurs fan base. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it, would, it would do huge numbers. So one day I might get my wish between now and, and the 31st And August, the best would be
2: for all the rubbish that gets spoken. <laughs> yeah.
5: But yeah, just keeping my, my my ear to the to the Spurs ground, and and hopefully there's there's more sort of progress on the Bastoni deal because um, he's
1: definitely a player that I think would add so much to this squad. So uh, that's about it from me, Lee. Brilliant stuff, thank you. And Jace, what about yourself? What you got going on?
2: Second test Friday, volleyball weekend. But we should actually um, just send our best wishes to Emerson Royal, who had that that uh, particularly unsavoury incident at the weekend. Never nice to see that, and and thank God he's uh, he's all okay. So best wishes to best wishes to him.
1: No, a- absolutely, and just actually, fr- fr- frankly, Tottenham on here just saying uh, could um, Deke be be a fitting striker? This is actually an interesting point. I mi- I missed it going up the comments before, but he's strong. He's got good ball control. Can he play in behind? Can he be in a fitting striker? Uh, Chris, what, you're 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 kind of uh, you know agreeing with that or not?
4: Absolutely, um, superb finishing with his right foot, his left foot, and uh, yeah. If uh, if we did need uh, you know someone to fill in a striker, I'm sure he'd do a great job. Fantastic, Frank. You've got to bring that.
1: I know you're you're a big fan of Kuleszewski, like we all are. Probably, but I still think we need
5: an orthodox number nine, um, someone who can play, who's used to playing that position, not someone who's going to be playing out of position to to fill that role. So uh, yeah, I agree, could play that
1: position, but we, we certainly need another centre forward. And Jase, finally on that point, uh, Kulu, do you think he, could, uh, think he could hit number nine heights?
2: I think he could do a job, but but for me, a striker, he's got to attack that near post, be able to get those two-yard-type goals. There's so many, I mean, Delhi was a, Delhi scores so many strikers-type goals, but when he was asked to play as a number nine, he didn't look anything like a genuine striker. So, you know, just because just you're scoring goals from certain positions on the pitch doesn't make you a striker. Sonny's, Sonny's, in fairness, Sonny's pretty close to it, isn't he? Sonny's about the closest I've, I've known a player that can do it. But uh, Amale, in fairness, is doing it as well. But like like I say, strikers have to score all types of goals, not just those Kulazewski-style goals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Well, look, I mean, fantastic from Chris, from Frank, from Jason. And of course... Ricky somewhere sunning himself uh, with his family and rightly so after a long, long, hard season. Hopefully I've done him proud and, uh, and the rest of everyone else, the listeners and the viewers as well. And I hope to be back driving this damn crazy train uh, over the next couple of weeks. We've got loads of good stuff coming out, some fantastic content, behind-the-scenes content uh, at Tottenham. Not from the playing side of things, but certainly from the foundation side of things. We've got some really good interviews coming up. Uh, things that normally people don't really understand and, and see at the front end, we, we, we've managed to get um, uh, some, some really good content around there. Uh, obviously, our um, our sponsors, uh, Beaver Town Corner Pin, um, we are still on the laser crush, we are still on the uh, on the neck oils as well. And we'll be going back down there. We're hoping to get a couple of live shows uh, throughout the summer in there. Um, so watch this space. Um, A massive thank you again to at Digital Spurs. You can follow them for this wonderful T-shirt. Rodrigo Benton Kerr, talking about that. Um, At Tim Winstone, at Spurs Song Sheets as well, at THFC Flags. In my opinion, doing a brilliant job towards the end of the season to get that fan base rallying behind the team to get us to that top four. Um, And uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic stuff. So thanks everybody for, for watching and listening. Um, and uh, we'll see you on the next show. And I've always wanted to say this. So, whatever you do, keep safe, keep well. And as always, come on, you Spurs. Well
2: done, McQueen. Great job, Lee. Well done, McQueen.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.